Hi, I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams, and this is Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Behind every planner, there's a person, and behind every person, there's a story. I've held on to that motto since the very beginning of this podcast, and I've shared many stories via interview style podcast episodes to get to know people behind the planner. During this time, which some say may become the largest civil rights movement to be collaborated throughout the globe um, simultaneously in history, we could stand together and use these bonds that we've created over the last few years to listen, to ask questions, to learn or relearn or unlearn some of the things, to be open and flexible, our hearts to be ready and willing to put in the work long term, not just because it's a fad or a hashtag that came across our path. There's a parable in the Bible that talks about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one of the sheep is gone off and it's in danger and it's um, in peril. And he leaves the 99 to go get the one. The reason I bring it up is that shepherd didn't care less about the 99, but he knew when it was time to prioritize those who needed him. With that kind of preamble, I wanted to say that hashtags can actually be pretty useful and allow the information to, to flow between groups. And in our planner community, there is a hashtag uh, that I would love to see, hashtag BLM Planner Challenge. BLM, of course, standing for Black Lives Matter. And the challenge was put together by two individuals in the planner community, one being Queen Fancy Plans on Instagram, and the other one is Katie did underscore plans. The gist of the challenge would be for that this next week to decorate or plan in a manner that your spread, your weekly spread, or however you want to denote that, um, whether it be in your social media planner, your budget planner, all of the above, that you use only black and white, whether that be through lettering, um, sticker choices, quotes. I have seen a few pop up already with that hashtag. Many people have listed some of their thoughts and feelings during that time. They have printed out pictures, whether it be from the news or their own um, significant people in their lives, or if they were at a protest and took a picture or what have you, um, to put that in on certain dates to write many of the names from the tragedies in the black community. I plan on participating in this challenge and you will see on Planner Lifestyle podcast that spread tomorrow, which is Monday, June 8th, 2020. In the photo, I'll also be featuring a brick. And I wanted to just say here in the longer format podcast what that brick represents to me and where I got it from. It is a brick from Minneapolis, that, of course, was the site and city on 38th and Chicago where George Floyd um, said, I can't breathe, and he was under the knee of a Minneapolis police officer and lost his life. He was murdered. Through subsequent peaceful protests, uh, through riots, which spread to other parts of the city and to St. Paul, through outside agitators, through bad actors, and some through 
good actors who were just their pot of oppression was boiling over. And as a group member of the majority, we don't always get to pick where that boil over gets sprayed. Now, it is come to my attention the power of saying the word and. So I want justice for George Floyd and I can express my um, sadness at the destruction of my hometown, my cities, the Twin Cities. Um, Now, yes, I have made it very clear that I live out in the suburbs, but my home church is on Chicago Avenue, about a mile and a half south of that area. So in some ways, it's kind of like an extended branch of my community. So last Monday, June 1st, my friend Courtney and I went down to the Lake Street area in Minneapolis by the 3rd Precinct Police Department that burnt and the Target there and many other buildings, U.S. Post Office, some Ethiopian market. Uh, I ended up, it was actually pretty clean on Monday, June 1st, and a lot of the glass and stuff had been taken care of. Uh, Mostly it was a lot of the tagging. just every surface usually <laughs> spray painted with something. Several buildings were still smoldering. All that to say, I ended up with my friend finding a uh, kind of like a pop-up food uh, shelf and toiletry distribution center in the front lawn of a of a church, um, and just walked up, put my name on a paper, and 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 helped out for as long as we could. And on our way back through. I actually bent over a pile of rubble and took a brick. I just it just felt like I wanted a physical reminder. Like I have it in my hand. Like it is dusty. It's um it still smells like smoke. It's a little crumbly. Um it's blackened on one edge. For me and I'm not really sure where I'm going to put it or if I'm going to put um, BLM on the side or peace of some kind or unity or anyways I digress I think I'm going to put it in the shot with my BLM spread just even as I look back on my own Instagram to to remember the seriousness and the heaviness um, and I'm recognizing now that that's what privilege looks like that I need a reminder of that, that I have the opportunity to let that fade if I'm not careful. Many people and many people even listening will not have had that opportunity. They have a daily reminder, whether it be through how they are treated, uh, interactions with others, things they see in the media, or their own personal accounts and their family of how they've lived or or, or their ancestry or history. I do want to recognize that. I also want to recognize Mary Osa Contrary from the planner community. She posted something recently that really did help me see and understand white, white privilege more. I have really been a little obstinate about that and kind of um, slow to understand that I I had some or its importance. And I really love the transparency that I'm seeing throughout our community, especially of people just saying, hey, maybe it's the first day I woke up to any of this. Please be patient. I've um, 
don't know what it's like to not be racist or whatever. And I wouldn't consider myself racist, but I would definitely consider um, myself maybe underprepared for some of these real deep changes or reflections. I know I have had guests on here and whether it's actually caught on air or a conversation that we've had after I stop record, I know there's at least one person that I was like, I don't understand white privilege because my dad was raised in a poor mining town with an abusive stepfather and poor health care, hardly had glasses when he needed them, and had, you know, no celebration of education or encouragement in that way. And he got out and went to college and joined the military and had a successful career and has traveled the world with um, his knowledge, educating others in his field. Okay. And I was really adamant, like, I think that was because some of the choices he made. Well, I wasn't realizing before and what I'm coming to as of this recording, starting to unravel more is it's someone says, oh, white privilege. It's not that, oh, you only got to where you were because you were white. It doesn't mean, oh, anyone who is white had a silver spoon in their mouth and they had riches. No. And it wasn't saying that no white person has ever had a struggle that that may be lifelong. What, what I was kind of brought to my attention was that race wasn't one of them. Thank you for those out there in the planner community and beyond. I say the planner community because I'm a planner podcast and this is where I scroll a lot and this is where and who I'm interacting with most regularly. Thank you for those who find the time to have the emotional, physical, intellectual energy There are many lanes to this entire movement. Some of us have been quiet on social media because we are having really, really deep looks in the mirror. We are having long or or short and heated or some combination of talks with our children, with our family members, with our employers. We're digging into policies with the people that we shop with. We're looking and engaging in different ways. Some of us are holding up signs. Some of us are starting petitions. Um, Some of us are donating um, anonymously and may never know or get a clap for anything that you're doing, nor should you be the reason that you're doing it. I understand this is a dynamic and multidimensional situation, even with how we react as people of humanity, do we post things on social media when we help out? Because that might inspire someone else to do it. I know that I looked at Pretty Prince and Paper online. She's from Minneapolis as well. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that place was doing that. And it it literally shared information. Or like my church, we did a toiletry drive uh, this past Saturday, just yesterday, which was actually my birthday. I turned 41 yesterday. It was really awesome to be able to go to the store with the kids and load up a half full cart of deodorant and shampoo and care products and diapers and things like that and, and to share that. But it also feels weird to post that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's just a, a process that we have to trust our gut. We have to watch our tones, um, do things that we do out of love and not for show, not for spite, 
give the energy when we can. Many of you out there are using your energies to really look at comments um, on social media and being socially aware and seeking justice for um, those oppressed people or comments or deleting racist comments or things like that. And, and we're, we're trying to, I think as a planner community, really draw the line in the sand of who I'm going to support and who I'm not going to support. Who's doing lip service? Who's who's using minorities as tokens? Who's um, allowing say anything you want comments? I've heard many people say that their coins are their votes. So I am just imploring all of you to look at your, even if you've been with a product line for ages and you are known for that product line, take a deep, deep look at what is going on. But if you go to someone's social media page and and search their likes, you may see where their allegiance really is, perhaps. And if you are close with that person or feel that you are safe enough with them or have enough energy, I guess, um, there's there's nothing wrong with starting a conversation either. I heard this. Did I see that correctly? Um, you know, and I know some are like, nope, block, block, block. And that is excellent that we have the ability to just block and mute the voices that we no longer want to be influential into our space. And I support that as well. Uh, but like I said, we're in different lanes. Some of us are in a couple lanes at a time. Some of us are in all the lanes all the time and just every once in a while need to go not drive anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it is my hope that we as a community can support one another. I have heard some already some very divisive things that are none of my business. But now in this term of enough is enough, it's sort of like I can't not recognize what is happening in front of my very eyes and I would defer you to planner babe Brooke and her IG conversation with queen fancy plans and you may recognize that name from earlier in the episode she is co-authoring the hashtag BLM planner challenge with Katie did underscore plans she also has a podcast um, I have had planner babe Brooke on the show and I have not met Queen Fancy Plans, but they have a discussion about something that has occurred to them recently and in the planner community. And I will just point you to amplify their voices into that direction. Um, if you want to know more about what it may actually be like uh, for someone who to have to defend themselves in comments or what's actually still going on today, if you think racism isn't a real thing, um, I implore you to go check out also the podcast by Queen Fancy Plans this past one talks about some of her upbringing some of her experiences share the black stories amplify voices that I have been really uplifted by someone on TikTok there is some real gems that pop through that are pretty life-changing and I um, heard this from Queen Work on TikTok so that's at K-W-E-E-N W-E-R-K, Queen Work. And she is excellent at being a bridge between the ally and the oppressed. 
or the black community and others, I will say. Um, actually, I think she's into um, standing up for many different people groups. But in this terms, this is what we're talking about, um, about she will break down because a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people are like, I want to help, but I don't know how to help. And yes, it is on you to figure out how to help in today's day and age. You do not need someone to hold your hand and say, this is what you need to do. You just trust your gut. Like, and if you don't have a gut, use mine, like do the work, please. Anyways, I digress. Queen Work says uh, questions to ask yourself to explore your own mindset. And I thought that would be helpful uh, to list some of those questions for you if you are um, looking for ways to change or you may not really think like you've really maybe done anything wrong or maybe you yourself are of the black community and need these questions so that you can ask others in your life when the allies are asking you, what do I do? You can say some of these questions to them. And it's uh, basically as follows as asking in someone's life, who are your leaders? If you take a look at who your leaders are, do you find people of color within that sphere? Are there people in your life that you would consider influencers or authors or or black people that you think are credible resources that you would legitimately go to for their contributions to gain your information. Explore that. Like I want to point out that I do have some of these in each, but honestly, this is such a like kind of a this is a time, man. Like I, if I feel like if I mention something, I'm going to be blamed for tokenism. And that like, oh, well, I had a black friend once. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm legitimately talking about When I look at influencers, I look in the planner community to many different people. And I will credit many of the um, women of color as being my influencers, as credible resources, as speakers that I wanted to see. And that's exactly what led me to the Planning a Better Me retreat um, hosted by Elaine Michelle, a fellow podcaster as well as a shop owner and YouTube boss and sticker maker and budgeter and beauty guru. Like She just really is fire. So um, not to mention the awesome lineup of speakers at that retreat that I have taken advice from. Another question that Queen Work poses is, what are your beauty standards? Explore your mindset around this idea. What images do you look at to curate some of your standards of what it takes to be beautiful? What do you share with your children when you see certain type of images? Do you discourage certain toys or dolls being purchased based on these beauty standards? I have to credit my mother for this, but um, as many of you know, I guess earlier I mentioned I'm 41. So that puts me at born at 1979. And as a little preschooler, kindergarten, first grader, at one of those years, I ended up getting a baby skates. And that was about an 18-inch plastic doll that had roller skates attached to her feet. And I'm pretty sure there was some mechanized function where she would kind of... And scoot along. My baby skates was a person of color. And I can't, I mean, gosh, I wonder if I can find who made that toy. Um, It 
must have been an early pioneer of placing um, toys with a variety of skin tones into the marketplace in a uh, in a way that wasn't derogatory. I'll say that. And I thought that skin tone from that age on was so beautiful. I loved my baby skates. Um, for one, I mean, because roller skates were super bomb. But I learned to take care of it. I learned to to revere. I mean, I'm the kind of kid, though, that when my cabbage patch accidentally got like a head, her head dented in because she ended up under something, I was like crying. So like I was a tender kid anyways, most often um, during those few younger years. And those kind of early experiences of understanding how that we need to care for all that that is a beautiful thing she wasn't the icky friend or she wasn't the evil one to pretend with let's continue to teach our kids that all colors are beautiful the last question that i'll mention here from the tiktok user queen work is to do the mindset exploration on yourself about which businesses you support Now, this one is, I would say, very interesting to me that I am still currently digging into the idea that we need to shop minorities solely because they are minorities to help stimulate different economies and change communities. I'm very much of the mindset of right now that I will purchase where there are products that I value And if that happens to be someone who is of color or not, or man, woman, other, whatever, if they have what I need and looking for at the, at the price point that I'm able to contribute to, um, that's what, where my coins go to back up for the other things like beauty and influencers and like, uh, people you would take advice from. It kind of goes the same with that. There are just people in the world that I do not, uh, would not take their advice, no matter if they were 10 feet tall or two feet tall or polka dotted or other, that that's just not what I want to be influenced by. Um, and, or with beauty, there's just because of a skin tone doesn't make you beautiful. You can have a really, really ugly side from your inside out. You could just be an ugly person. Um, and I know what, you know what I'm talking about. So as of right now, June 7th, that's what I'm working at of understanding how to reconsider where my money goes specifically to help a certain community. I also want to understand that edge that it has to be something that I'm going for. And thankfully, the planner community, we have amazing outpours of creative artists, talented business owners. There is no shortage of black owned, operated, um, run, started, and designed um, shops, whether that be for planners themselves. I implore you to check out page 11 paper goods. I followed her from the very beginning. I love to see how her aesthetic is coming along on her Instagram, how she's able to contribute to um, people getting their lives together through the use of her paper goods. Then there's a newer shop too, uh, Freckled Sticker Co. 
And that's from Nicole. And she's she lives a state over in Wisconsin. She's been on the show. Check her out. That's Freckled Sticker Co. Of course, then Gold Mining Coco, which is uh, the Peyton character. And I did see, did I see somewhere that she'll be in Michael's? That will be awesome. Um, support that in the store as well. Even if it's just that line, I know some are having other problems. Um, I haven't looked into it personally, but I know that Michael's is under review for other policies. Um, and then one I've enjoyed getting uh, Happy Mail from is Indian Ivy underscore Inc. And that is, I'll spell that for you because it kind of sounds like I said India. I-N-D-Y-N-I-V-Y underscore I-N-K. I-N-K. Not double I-N-K. It just sounded like I was about to say C, so I just wanted to clarify that it was I-N-K. This list barely scratches the tip of the iceberg. There is a lot to um, give your patronage to. If that is something you're interested in, please consider branching out if you haven't and take a look at these awesome creators and business people. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you have any response to today's episode, challenging or otherwise, affirming or uh, what have you, please reach out to me. You can always email me at plannerlifestylepodcast at gmail.com, as well as join me on the Facebook group Planner Lifestyle for further discussion on today's episode. I welcome any and all comments. Unless you are a racist bigot and you'll probably just get deleted and blocked. So remember, all lives won't matter until black lives matter too. All right, peace. See you next time.